You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I'm interviewing Mr. Benjamin Dell from missingletter.com, and that is ironically, missing L-E-T-T-R.com. See how it's missing a letter? Benjamin and his software, well, Benjamin is really good at being able to promote blog posts and his software will help you do that. But I will let him tell you all about it in today's interview. Also during today's interview, we talk about startups, we talk about blogging and how to promote your blog posts in the most effective way. So you don't want to miss this episode. Before we dive in, of course, always some house cleaning. My name is One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com. We can help you with all of your online marketing needs, which includes Facebook ads, SEO, pay per click, building your website, landing pages, email marketing, all of that stuff. Or, of course, we've been having a lot of luck building funnels. And I'm not going to say luck, I've been doing this for 12 years. We are excellent at building funnels, which is so important for your business so you can automate your marketing process. So feel free to reach out. I can tell you all about it. You can find out more at trafficandleads.com. While you're here and listening, make sure you go join me at theclicktechnique.com. There's a free five-day bootcamp for building a strong online marketing foundation. Stick your name in email in there. You can join us in our private Facebook group and we will help you build a strong online marketing foundation. You guys need to go and get signed up right there. Now for a little tip, let me tell you guys some really cool things that are happening. As I mentioned last week, I am running a group called Build Your High Ticket Sales Funnel in Five Days, where I'm holding the hands of 200 small business owners and entrepreneurs who are wanting to build a high ticket sales funnel. High ticket meaning your product is worth over or you're selling your product over $500. You're fine with uh, sending over a calendar link for people to hop on. It may or may not take you talking to them for you to close, but it's a sales funnel. It'll get appointments on your calendar. It's highly effective. We run it all the time for my coaching clients and it's very, very effective. I'm giving it all away, but you guys are going to be too late because I'm deleting the group today, the day this podcast comes out. I do that for a lot of reasons I can cover in another episode, but it is a great group. I thought I would mention, and you guys might find this really interesting, is I've been running Facebook ads for that group. Now, it's a highly targeted audience and the, the audience is fairly expensive to run Facebook ads to. I've been able to get it down to about $8 per opt-in on this group for Facebook ads. But we've also been testing some Instagram ads and I have been able to get that down to $2.50 per opt-in on Instagram. Instagram is where it's at. We're seeing a lot of results like this for clients. I can personally share my results with you, dollar amounts, because they're my results and not my customers' results. But the point being is you really want to start running some Instagram ads, folks, because it's hot. Facebook is not charging as much for Instagram because people aren't running them. Of course, you have to have a purpose and you have to go into it um, a little differently than Facebook ads. But there is a big playing field over there on Instagram and it's working really well. So in a future episode, I will cover 
the do's and don'ts of Instagram ads. But for right now, if you guys are running Facebook ads or you have an agency running Facebook ads, tell them to run a campaign or two on Instagram to see what the results are because we're seeing some fiery results over there. So there you go. That's your marketing minute. That's that's what I got today. So let's dive into this episode with Benjamin Dell. Hey, Benjamin, welcome to the show. Hey, pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's let's get started. Tell the audience what you do. So I run a, 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 a marketing automation um, company called Missing Letter. And we essentially take those long form blog posts that you've hopefully taken a lot of time pouring a lot of love and research and all that sort of stuff into. And we turn those into social media snippets that we then send out over a full 12 months. So we're dripping out your marketing message, driving traffic back to that original blog post. So therefore your, your website, um, to help you generate those extra leads, the sales that you're trying to convert on the website, whatever it is that you're trying to do on the website. Um, uh, our social campaigns are geared around driving them back. And it's all done in a matter of minutes. We, we literally create social content based on your blog posts, ready for you to review, tweak, edit, and then improve. Once you're happy, it's then kind of the buffer type of the of, of the market where we then send it out to whichever social accounts you've connected, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all that sort of stuff. That's kind of cool. So is it as easy as you make it seem where we literally put in the URL of our website and you guys go find all these snippets? Yeah, pretty much exactly. I don't so- buy it. I don't buy it. I'm just kidding. But that's pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah, literally. We yeah, it's it's pretty cool. We we're literally monitoring your website. So we know, you know, within ten minutes or so after you've clicked publish on WordPress or whichever the platform happens to be, we know that you've published that next blog post and our systems then go away and run some clever technology over your own words and we're hunting down for interesting phrases, quotes, things that we think will work well and we're creating a whole sequence of snippets for you. Um all you have to do is review what we've suggested. How do you know what the interesting snippets are? Yeah, well, there's the magic sauce, you see, but it, it's a combination of things. So there's some basic cues that we can take. So if, if you've if you've crafted a blog post and you have something in bold, or you have an H1 or an H2, um, you know, so a title or a subtitle, those are some basic cues that we can use that kind of give us a, a, a good suggestion that um, there's some high value content in that bit. But that's the basic side, and then we get progressively more complex as we start learning um, what your, your your style of writing and proximity to certain things. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we do and it's it's forever evolving. That's really cool. So that's what a great software. Um, I did want to mention to the audience that it's missing letter and it is missing the E. So it's missing L-E-T-T-R.com. If you guys are searching for this awesome piece of software, which sounds really valuable because we do spend so much time blogging and it does need to be shared on social. It just does. So it's that's awesome. Yeah. It's one of those things that we, we know we should be doing, but we're just terrible because it depends upon us building a habit and actually turning up every day and just writing that next tweet to promote it. And we most of us forget because it's, it's tedious. Yeah, it is tedious. That's awesome. But you have another specialty, which is basically startups and how to help people get their first few clients. Yeah, I mean, specialty might be stretching it a bit. I don't interest? know. Um, interest? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I think there's so much, well, on the one side, just fun. 
fun to be had during those gritty early days, um, launching that first um, that, that first idea, the nucleus of the product. I love exploring um, how you get that thing to market because building it is only part of the story. Just like publishing your blog post is only half the story, you still got to market it and market it successfully. Yeah. So what are what are your best tips for that? Can can we just dive into your your secrets here? So as with anything, there's no silver bullet, right? I mean, uh, I'm sorry to disappoint, but there's no, you know, it is. I'm kicking you off. That will guarantee <laughs> success, but it is. It's kind of taking stock um, and looking at the opportunities that only present themselves when you start thinking about your marketplace, how you sit within it, who your customers are, all these sort of factors. You need to sort of really just take time to think about and understand how they might be able to help you. Now, that's just like crap. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything until, you, until I give you an example, I suppose. Um, yes. so in, in our case, we realized very early on that our primary market are obviously bloggers. You know, our, our tool is there to help people who write blog posts um, create social content out of them. So, ergo, they must be blogging in some sense, in some capacity. And when we realized that, we, 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 we realized that actually a few key things here. One, they're probably very already familiar with the notion of affiliate schemes. And, and actually, funnily enough, um, a lot of people have probably heard of affiliate um, strategies and, and, and the affiliate models. Um, but interestingly, probably nine times, this is just uh, off the top, top of the head, but probably nine out of 10 people, if you were to say, hey, have you heard of, an, of affiliate schemes? They would probably say, no, they're a bit shady, aren't they? They're a bit, bit gray hats. They're, is it a bit spammy? But actually, if you ask the same question to your typical blogger, they go, yeah, because they understand that a good affiliate um, strategy and a good affiliate platform actually can be really, really powerful. And as long as it's tied to, you know, if it makes sense as a product to, to be cross-selling, actually, there's a lot of value there. It, it has nothing to do with being spammy and anything else. So actually, what we've got is a market, a ready-made marketplace of, from our customers that are completely tuned to being affiliates. Not only that, but they, they write blog posts. So we actually did two things very early on. We, we, we one, um, reached out to our existing customers very early on and sold them the concept of, of joining our affiliate scheme. And we had a very, very high pickup rate. And not only were they comfortable with affiliate schemes in the way I just described, but they were already advocates for the product. So what a powerful combination. So they were an army of people that would go straight out there and just start talking about us and knowing that they could make a bit of money on the side and et cetera, et cetera. And then secondly, when it came to content marketing, um, we were very small as a team back then. And um, we didn't have an opportunity to, um, or dedicated team to actually write the blog post. And so again, we thought, hang on, we've got a ready-made market here, or a ready-made base of people, our customers who write blog posts every single day. They are familiar with guest writing and, and, and c contributing to a community for that extra exposure and everything else. And so again, very early on, we reached out to our existing customers and our first few customers and converted a very high percentage of those into becoming guest writers for our blog. So we straight away had two very potentially lucrative marketing channels or acquisition channels, content marketing through the blogging and then the affiliate through, through, through that scheme um, without us actually having to find any new customers. So each customer could help us in three ways. One, just by paying us to use our core product. Two, by being an affiliate. And three, helping us with our content marketing strategy. So again, these are not necessarily direct things that you could do that, you know, that might not apply to your business per se, but it's kind of just saying, hey, before we try and do all the stuff that the books tell us to do, you know, spend X on Facebook ads or 
or whatever it might be, write an ebook or do a squeeze page or all these sorts of things. Actually, just take a second to think about who do you already have um, at your disposal or on your doorstep that you might be able to get a bit more opportunity out of. Nice. That was that was some gold. And, and congratulations for thinking outside of the box and utilizing your customers in such a valuable way. That's really cool. So even today, now that you have a bigger team, do you still rely on your customers for guest blog posts? Yes, we do. I mean, we, we are still you know, essentially quite young as a, as a company. We're only a year and a half in. Um, so we still very much at that, that sort of early growth sort of stage. We, we absolutely depend upon um, our, our, our guest contributors, our affiliate scheme, and we're continually evolving how we play with those sort of strategies. Um, you know, it's not set in stone, but yeah, we, we still use them in pretty much the same way and a few other ones as well. That's really cool. What, um, what other tips do you have for people who are just thinking of diving into a startup? So this one is kind of the, the common um, sort of feedback that I suppose, or the common sort of uh, wisdom, I suppose, that people will share. And it's this basic idea that get something out early and get people to validate it as soon as possible. Because no matter how clever you think you are, that, that hypothesis is only as good as, as, the, as, 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 as the hypothesis seems in your head. And that's usually quite worthless. So get it out into the marketplace. Um, even if you're only getting it in front of one customer, that one real customer um, is going to be far more valuable um, in terms of the feedback they give you than, than any sort of going around and round and round in your head trying to sort of iterate on, on an idea. It's, it's only when you take that idea off the planning paper and, and out into the real world that you get to really see whether it's got any legs. And then, of course, you get the real fun sort of pivoting and, and tweaking and optimizing what you're doing. But there's so many mistakes made, I find, in even just that approach. So got to be careful. I think start practicing is what I would say. Start practicing releasing ideas into the real world because you will learn the good ways to do that, the effective ways to do that, and the non-effective ways, not very effective ways to do that. So allow yourself to fail in a few, you know, early on, um, because it will really put you in good stead moving forwards. Don't be afraid of making mistakes, right? Yeah, sure. I love I it. Doing those. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, now for the this part of the interview, I actually want to go back to where we started, which is after you create like a long blog post like that, and it's time to deliver that out on social media channels. Um, even if we're not using missing letter, what is your, like, what are your thoughts on that? What are your tips on that? So I have a blog post. Now, what do I do? So the, I always come back to three pillars, three common principles that, that I always recommend to people when they, when they ask me, um, whether they use missing letter or not, as you, as you were suggesting that number one, you've got to make sure that the, the content remains the king. And King in a number of ways. In, firstly, in the most obvious way, you know, start off writing really great long form content. Write that great blog post. Don't cut corners. You know, create content that you know is going to, or at least you have an intuition that your your audience is going to find valuable and insightful and helpful and all those sorts of things. Um, and take the time to just craft it. It's better to have one good post a month than you know four mediocre ones. So start off with that. And then secondly, still sticking with that content concept. Um, any strategy you pin onto, pin onto this process after you've published the blog post, whether it's manual, whether it's buffer, whether, whether it's missing letter, make sure that it's there to amplify what you're already doing and to serve the basic principle that you want to get back or the basic goal that you need to be getting back to writing great content. So, for example, you don't want to be um, 
rolling out a really complex manual social outreach um, strategy every time you you publish a blog post because a you're going to get bored and b it's just delaying the time it takes for you to get back to actually writing that blog post in the first place so i would argue that that manual approach um is actually not serving you it's it's preventing you from getting back to the real value-added stuff which is writing the original blog post in the first place so that's number one content be mindful of that number two trust you want to build trust not erode trust um when and it sounds obvious but that when you're getting stuff out onto into the social space it's so tempting and so easy to just get something because it's so short you know just to sort of quickly put out a tweet um but you want to make sure that it's done in the right way because once it's out there it's out there and if it feels a bit flimsy or a bit spammy or a bit robotic or automated these are all feelings and emotions and 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 characteristics that you don't really want your your audience to sort of feel when they see that tweet so it, write that great blog post and then come up with a sequence of um social content um to promote it and spread it out over a long period of time but but take the time to make sure that each one is unique and each one maybe has a photo with it and and take the time to sort of spread it out and schedule it into the future so what you might want to do if you're not using something like missing letter is just create a basic spreadsheet and come up with nine ten or eleven um, points within the next 12 months. So you could do, you know, if you keep it simple, come up with 12 and do one a month. So the first of each month or, you know, exactly 30 days from the point you publish the blog post and just compose a tweet for each of those 12 points based on that blog post. And, you know, it will take 10, 20, 30 minutes, but it'll be time well spent. And you can then send that out at the end of each month or whenever that date is. Uh, and, it, and that dr- notion of dripping that message out can be really, really powerful. But make sure that the content is value-adding, not you know, spamming and everything else. Um, and the final point is just consistency. So combine all that together with consistency, and you, then you get the real effect, you get the real power. Um, because what you don't want to be doing is doing everything I just said, but only once in a year, because what's the point of doing one blog post with one campaign um, that lasts a full year, but you're only doing it once. So yeah. you want to make sure you're, you, you know, you've got a pretty regular schedule to, um, to, to the actual writing or the publishing of the blog posts in the first place. So once a week, once a month, something like that. So have you heard the school of thought where you should spend like 20% of your time writing your blog post and 80% of your time, like promoting it and amplifying it? Have you heard that school of thought? Yeah. yeah I've heard probably a million of those. So some say, 50 50 some say the other way around it depends which way you look at it. Um, <laughs> what is your do you care like does it matter to you just it doesn't matter as long as you're promoting it because obviously if we're using missing letter then it's not going to take that much time right true but then you but then it poses another question this is the problem with automation in a, in a way not the problem but the, the opportunity let's say <laughs> because by automating one part of the process it it, it it frees you up to do something else so then the question arises what is that extra thing i do what should i be doing instead so then you, if you play along that rule that you were spitting out there, the, tw- the 80-20 rule, do you actually, you know, if, you, if you're saving time on the, on that 80% of marketing that you would have otherwise spent, does that mean you should be spending more, still spending that time on marketing, but in a different way? I think in some, many cases, yes. Um, but never forget that first point I made, the content is king. You know, it, don't spend that 80% if it actually drains you and wipes you out in terms of, you know, just, just energy alone. That means that when you finish that 80% of marketing, that you're just so drained of energy that you can't find the energy to come back and write the next blog post, that, that, that next 20%. So got to be serving. 
I love it. I love it. Well, it has been a really great episode. Thank you so much for being on the show. Before you go, I'm going to turn the time back over to you. Let the audience know anything that I didn't ask you. Feel free to, you know, let us know and tell us again how to find out more about this awesome software. Okay, surely I've spoken far too much. I I, I can waffle a bit. So um, <laughs> I thought you did great. I, we got a lot of value in this interview. So. Um, but look, I mean, the, what I've just described with regards to missing letter is really just the tip of the iceberg. We 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 create those those social snippets for you based on that long form content. But actually, what we also do, which which I haven't described yet, is we also create branded speech bubble images for you. And that's just one of the things that we do um, in addition. And so we create these branded speech bubble images with extracts from your your blog post. So not only are we creating engaging tweets and Facebook posts and everything else, um, but we complement them with either a photo that you've already included on your blog post, and we do that automatically, um, or we create one of these custom quote style images. So there's a, it, it, I would recommend have a look. We've got a free plan. Um, we've got a, a compelling trial as well. Um, give it a go and have a look to see what a campaign for one of your blog posts looks like. Um, you can check us out um, at missingletter.com with a missing letter. And I regret the fact that we have a missing letter in it now every time I have to explain this. Um, but we actually also have <laughs> a missing letter, the full spelling as well, .com. Um, but that will just redirect you. So if you want to be a cool kid, go straight to missingletter.com. I love it. I love it. Thank you again for being a guest on the show. Ooh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. There you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. Remember, join me over at theclicktechnique.com, free five-day boot camp, or with all of your online marketing needs, including funnel building, everything that has to do with online marketing, make sure you reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast or any episode, feel free to share it with a friend or leave us a review out on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Until next week, I'm One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Mm-hmm.